0: What's wrong with this thing? What's wrong with this thing? What's good, ladies and gentlemen, those beyond the binary, poets, perverts, explorers of all kinds, friends, enemies, the guys I'm cool with, but I'm still not going to give a ride home to. Welcome to Bust a Mouth on Q4 Radio every single Monday from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., except for this week, because uh, you know what? I hadn't had a day off in two weeks, and I took uh, Columbus Day off. That just, that's just what happened. Uh, anyway, it's a, you know it. It's a show about rock and roll. sticking it to the man, your big stupid feeling, streaming around the world uh, on Apple Radio, the TuneIn app, uh, QUE4.org, 1680 a.m. in Chicago. I'm J.W. Bacillo, your host as always i'm recording this from my home office because i didn't go into the studio this week because i just didn't it just my guest canceled and i was like fuck it i'm not going in uh i will i will do this from home and and fortunately i uh my my, my, my friend who i hadn't talked to in years my friend greg jeffois um who's wonderful uh is is decided to be the guest or he agreed to be the guest i brought him in he's here well he's not here he was he was he was there uh, his, retroactively he was in a place but we talked via video and then anyway uh welcome friends <laughs> i hate myself so much uh welcome uh what a week it has been because every week right now feels like a goddamn year but not a year because this year never ends um it's it's an exercise in metaphysics really so you know for me i i continue to rent apartments and make little jokes to myself and find the political news of each day exasperating and just almost uh, impossible to believe. But hey, welcome to 2020. 2020, making the average person feel the kind of hopeless panic I've lived inside every day since 1993. I'm joking, of course, but I'm also not. Uh, it is though, it is kind of telling. I, I will admit that it is a little It is a little telling watching the world and watching the way that most people, usually white people, have reacted to the kind of tumult that the year has brought upon them. Um, I'm really used to it. So I mean, not like obviously 2020 has been insane. It's been, it's been ridiculous. And, and, uh, people are absolutely right to feel all the things they're feeling. It's, it's, it's a wild ass year. I'm just used to feeling this all the time, regardless of what's happening around. So I am I'm used to it. If anybody needs me to hold their hand and just talk them through how a panic attack will come on in the middle of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. And you have just want to put your hand through the, through the steering. I don't know. Life's life's crazy, man, but you're here. Um, Anxiety and depression is my fucking lucky number. I'm used to it. Uh, welcome to it. Congratulations. This is what it feels like. Anyway, speaking of anxiety and depression, happy belated National Coming Out Day. Oh, I kid. I really do. I kid. Um, I kid, but, but for real, happy National Coming Out Day to those of you who are out or those of you uh, who are allies to people who are out or whatever it is. Um, I've never sp- spoken about it like explicitly. I've talked about it a lot, but I've never exposed, said so explicitly. So I'm going to do it here cause fuck it. I don't care. Um, uh, from the time that I was old enough to understand that, that sexuality exists in one's body. Uh, I knew something in my body was altogether different than what, uh, I was told was okay. And, um, it was something kind of fluid and murky and, and difficult to comprehend, and I don't love all of those adjectives, but that's just how it was. You know, it was, it, was, it was different for me because I was different uh, than I was supposed to be made, I think. So I spent basically the next three de- decades uh, suppressing and denying and loathing this, this huge part of my fundamental humanness. Uh, I give it zero out of five stars. Would not recommend. If you're doing that right now, I, I see you. Hang in there. Uh, if you've somehow found the courage to live your truth and to walk about this world as the truest version of yourself, whether you had a grand coming out or, or not, you're a fucking superhero. Congratulations. There isn't a lot to celebrate this year. You might as well throw yourself a party. So there it is. I mean, I I don't know. Out is a weird thing. It's a lot. Of, there's just a lot. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Whatever, I'm letting this happen, and I'm aware of the fact that I'm talking right now and a little uncomfortable, and I'm very aware of the fact that I'm not going to edit this out like I normally would. Um, I'm not going to edit this out. I just, you know, I'm the person I am. Um, I've been "quote unquote" out for uh, a number of years now, but um, in terms of, I don't. But it's it's one of those things I don't really talk about a lot in places where it can be recorded and played back to me because I come from um, uh, people that. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, difficult and not very uh, affirming or welcoming of uh, people like myself. And that's as far as I'm going to go today. But anyway, how are you? Yeah, you okay? You're hanging in there. I know uh, we've just passed a lot of milestones. For example, World Mental Health Day, uh, National Coming Out Day, and Columbus Day. Three days in a row this year. Didn't know if you knew that. Really fun. Yeesh, a little two on the nose there. 2020. Um, you know the old nursery rhyme and 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, and in 1493, he raped and murdered all that he could see. Oh, uh, and there are people that actually get offended by that kind of joke. There are people literally, literally in the world still saying, like, I know he was a man of his time, and he did some bad things, but also he discovered America. So we need to respect his legacy, and even though millions of people were already here, uh, you know, so you couldn 't really discover something where millions of people already exist, but they weren't white, so they don't really exist to me, and I still think that we should keep all of the statues because I don't know what to do with the idea that the world evolves and things are different than they were when I was a child because i'm a fucking idiot and, wow, too far today, too far um, but I do feel like <laughs> i don't know, I do feel like. We're in like a like a Hunger Game style simulation. You know that that scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman in the second one is like spinning things, and I don't know. Go see the movie anyway. Uh, I I do think that there's there's like a simulation. I know it's not happening, but it feels like there's a simulation happening, and and there's a pair of someone's in somebody's bunker somewhere, and they're festooned love that word, festooned in like absurd hair and, and uh, big fake teeth like Stanley Tucci and and reclaimed wool and brass because we're making costumes out of whatever and they're just throwing shit at the wall like no one's figured it out yet. I thought for sure murder hornets would have tipped him off. Murder hornets? Murder, Hormans. We weren't even prying. Oh well. Let's see if anybody else objects to this confirmation of a Supreme Court justice who dismissed a case of racial discrimination because being called the N word by your supervisor doesn't qualify as discrimination in and of itself. I read that this afternoon. I really, I swear to you, uh, Barrett uh, Comey. Barrett is that her name? Anyway, uh, she literally, like she recently, in two years ago, dismissed uh, a case, a Supreme Court case, like uh, didn't rule in favor of. The plaintiff uh, about it was a, a a racial discrimination case in the workplace. It was essentially a hostile workplace claim and in Illinois, actually, uh, like a million dollar claim. And she dismissed it like she did. She ruled in favor of the defendant because she 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 thought that, you know, the fact that his boss called him the N word didn't in and of itself make it uh, did not make it a hostile work environment for I just like my God, this is the woman that we're going to try to affirm. So, uh, and by we, I mean, uh, you pieces of shit, not me, not me. I mean, not you, but you know, them, them, the man, you know, the man we're supposed to be sticking it to that keeps just appointing women who just support the man. Anyway, um, uh, you know, clearly a dramatization It, 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 all that actually happened. I found that out this afternoon. I'm not even, I'm just, I'm riffing here. Like I, I literally found that out. I saw it in an article in actual quotes and it blew my goddamn mind what a time to be alive what a time to be alive in a country that is endlessly embarrassing and trying to find its way and who knows we're three weeks away from election i have no idea what's going to happen i'm so ready to be done talking about this um And who knows if we're going to, I'm ready to get back into some rock and roll. I'm ready to get back into all kinds of things. But first, before we do that, because I am uh, recording this directly from the home studio, and really it's kind of a slapdash thing, I have a lot, a lot of things to tell you that I can't tell you yet because we're not doing the announcement for another 10 days. Um, But when we do the announcement, you're going to find out some cool stuff. And I'm excited to tell you. Let's go. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go straight into this interview. Uh, This interview is with uh, Greg Dufois. I'm going to introduce him uh, poorly, but I do introduce him inside the... Inside the interview is a great dude. Uh, We had to do this via Zoom and, you know, audio is a little tricky. So, you know, the audio quality isn't necessarily top notch, but we're going to make it happen. Uh, Thanks all for being here. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're hanging in there as best you can. And uh, we'll see you really soon. Enjoy this interview. It's a great talk with a good dude.
1: Hey,
0: there you go. There we go. All right. We said a bit of a, a monitoring issue. I got to use, in order to get like quality audio, I have to use, um, you know, a USB direct box kind of situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because of that, you know, it's, um, uh, there are a whole lot of little knobs that can fuck up the whole party, you know? Completely <laughs> <laughs> understand. But you can hear
1: me clearly. This now, it,
0: yes. Now it's, now everything's good. I can hear you absolutely clearly. Everything should be fine. You can hear me okay? No problem. Yes, definitely. Beautiful. Well, um, thanks for being here, man. Of it's course, good. man. It's, thanks for having me. It's good to see your face after a couple of years. God,
1: has it really been a? Yeah, it has been a couple of years. It's been, yeah.
0: It's been at least a couple of years because um, I have, uh, yeah. I was, I haven't been at the Green Mill in three years, so that would have been the last time I saw you. Would have been out yeah. I was still hosting over there. Dang.
1: Yeah. That's been, how you? How you been, man? That's three years, man. Like, and that's, I mean, that's some serious time invested.
0: Uh, there. it's, it, yeah, I put in, I put in a lot of years there. I put in, I put in, let's see, I put in 13 years there. Five is a full-time host. And, um, uh, and then it, you know, it, things change. Life is life changes. You know, it's easy to like get salty about it, but then you just kind of go, whatever, man, we're moving on.
1: I think you had like a full head of hair when you started, man.
0: That's nice like, of you to say. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, well, the thing is like, I, yeah, I had a full head of hair. I started shaving my head uh, when I was on the road because it was just easier. It was just way more convenient to like get a set ah. of clippers, put a two guard on it and just, and just, you know, in a motel six bathroom or whatever, and then just keep it moving. Uh, and then one day the hair stopped growing back. <laughs> it was just like, all right, but this is where we're at. Um, but yeah, you know, now I'm old and I'm old, I'm, I'm bald and uh, I'm a grown man and I, I, I don't, uh, I don't drink a bottle
1: of liquor every day. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. But that's the thing. See, I'm, but things I want to get to the point where I like, like I I'm happy that this is still going. I'm 34, man, and this still doesn't connect. Like no. these, 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 this business doesn't like. I just I just I just want to go to like I just want that to connect. But things I don't want it to like come in like real thin, creepy, like like that's not.
0: Yeah, that's like, not what you want either.
1: Give me like, give me some heft, man. Like, give me some like, I can make it through Chicago winter without like having to put something over my face. Like, give me that. Like, that's what I need in my life. But I feel
0: that. I feel that. It's uh, it's it's definitely nice. It's definitely nice to be able to grow it. But like, it's it's also a mess where I I grow from I grow a beard from like my eye to my toe. Like, it's a nonstop. You know. So it's just kind of like, it's, you know, it's, it's it's nice to be able to grow a full beard in like four days, but it it sucks having to shave every 12 minutes. And, uh, you know, it's just there's nothing you can do. It's everything's a trade off in this life. I'm sure you've heard that. Uh, So you want to start talking officially here?
1: uh i mean it's <laughs> it's on you we could like i think like we could we could bs forever today uh um, well, well
0: that's the thing like that's the hard part about the show is that uh, it's really easy to just get caught up like just catching up on old bullshit and then going like oh yeah we should probably talk about things we're supposed to talk about you know
1: yeah um, i mean yeah and i'll let you lead the way i i have a uh i don't call it a bad habit but like i'm so used to being i find that because i'm somebody who tends to be the one who has the buoy conversations mm-hmm. um uh because people well people. I've people love to talk about themselves. Like that's never an issue, but um, I find myself like being the person who's always asking questions. So if, if it feels like I start, if I'm, if I start doing some in, uh, interviewing myself, like you can just be like, yeah, cool. And like,
0: no, no, I, I, so. I love that. I have the, uh, I have the opposite <laughs> problem. I got a bad habit of uh, talking about myself uh, too much. Like I'll ask a question. I'll ask a question, and then um, the the guest will respond, and then I'll just be like, "Yeah, it's kind of like when I was a kid. Let me tell you a story for ten minutes." You know, <laughs> uh, it's become like a drinking game with the listeners. Like anytime Baz uh, takes uh, somebody else, takes somebody's story and just hijacks it for himself, that's a sh- that's a shot. You know, things like that. Um, hey, I don't. You should I don't make love... it a segment.
1: Like you should purposely like make that a segment. Like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just do like a mega mix. I just got to get the kind of fans that'll put together like a YouTube mega mix for me and set up the whole deal. And just uh, do a comp, but uh, in the meantime, let me do the let me do the official intro. Uh, I have this guest with me. He is a, he's an actor and a performer all over the city of Chicago. A poet as well. You've seen him at uh, Goodman. You've seen him on big stages like uh, Steppenwolf. He is a very accomplished spoken word performance poet, uh, as well as just a good dude. And I had to stare at his face every day on the Brown Line while he was in a photo pretending to know how to play the guitar. So every day in the summer, I got to watch. I had to look up at his face as I was waiting for the train, just going, that dude doesn't play guitar. <laughs> doesn't. Uh, it's Greg Jafai. Hey, Greg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the record, I know how to play the ukulele. All right. Yeah, okay. It right.
0: No, no, it's cool. No, it's, <laughs> that's an instrument. That's good. <laughs> it really was funny. I was like, wait a minute. I got on the brown line one day and just looked up and was like, is that
1: is that Greg? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess it yeah. is. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, what was, the, what was the giveaway, though, that I could play?
0: Oh, the way you were holding the neck. Was your hands on the fingerboard? Yeah, it's okay though. I still, I still like you. We all like you. You're a good guy. Um, Yeah, just
1: a false advertising, man. Like I can't, especially like that. That thing was up for years too.
0: But it it was also advertising for the school. So technically, you weren't supposed Mm -hmm. to know how to play, right? So you were learning. Anyway, (laughs) let's get into this. Uh, So I'm gonna ask you the question I I ask everybody, because this show is about, uh, you know. Uh, music and, and sticking it to the man and your big stupid feelings. But I'm curious about you. Uh, what is the first album or first piece of music you ever bought or can remember buying with your own money? Digital Counts.
1: Miss. Did, oh, no, no. Like, no, cassette. Like, uh, back in the day, uh, Missy Elliott Yo. was the first, like, <laughs> yeah, back in like the super duper fly days yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I just like play that out. But it's, but I was also like a big bust uh, a big Busta person uh, person like I just love me some Buster Rhymes yeah, and like sure, Buster sure. Rhymes like literally like gives her intro It's like yeah 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 right and yeah. it's just like there's just something about uh, there's just something that was just so inviting about that music where you're just like that's a mood like I think that was the mm-hmm. first time I was just like this is a mood like I may not fully understand this because I mean back in the, like when I bought that I was, it was like back in the early 90s I was maybe I mean as a shorty like six seven and I mean granted not my own money but I like ask somebody to like yo let me give me some ducats I'm, like that's what I went got. sure yeah. it was uh yeah it was the first time it's like I just remember being like surrounded by like a sound that just like made you like oh cool and, like I may not fully understand what this is but I've been invited into this and like that was to me like the dopest so
0: yeah, I remember seeing it when she first walked in, or when I first saw a video, and I'm sure it was a Hype Williams video, you know, with the fisheye lens the super oh, saturated yeah. color. And I'm sure that's what it was. And I just remember looking at it like, who the hell is this? And like, what what is going on? But like she was arresting. Like you couldn't, you couldn't not engage with Missy Elliott. Even like when she was on the radio, and I wasn't a huge hip hop fan, but like when she came on the radio, I couldn't turn the channel. Like it just was impossible. Like the beats were so good. She was so um, uh, kind of not, not cartoonish, but like very animated in the way she was doing everything. And like, she was just a completely different sound. And I I dug the hell out of Missy, man.
1: Yeah, but I think, and I really you said cartoonish um, because I'm like, that's, to me, I'm like, I think that's what was really dope about it. It's like, cause for me, like cartoons, I mean, I couldn't articulate it back then, but like cartoons kind of shown us what resilience looks like. Like I think of like coyote, you just like Coyote's like, he's always Yo, chasing, yep. always falling, always doing, but it's just like, oh, and to me, I'm just like, that was kind of like the first clowns that I was just like introduced to. Like Bugs Bunny was like the first clown. You're just like, oh, it's like, you can literally play and navigate and control this space however you want to. And Missy kind of captured that specifically like in those videos where you're just like, you are occupying a space. It's just like, you are just stretching this as far as you can and then you're going, all right, cool, next thing. You're like, yep. no, no wait, wait, what's that? And are just like, no, I'm done exploring this. Now I'm going to the next thing. You're like, that's dope.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's one of those things. Like I still quote all kind. Con- like I still quote Missy Elliott lyrics a lot, a lot, Man, a lot. I, like the, put my thing down, flip it, and revert. Like I still quote it backwards. You know the whampered to bit the mangyak. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's and it's one of those things. It's like it has become part. Like people quote it and just like I don't even know what I don't even remember where that came from. Yep. Like there are people who probably hadn't even like heard Missy before, but like we're quoting her for years, and I think like she. Uh, she came on a show maybe like a year or two ago and people were just like who is this new artist and I was just like <laughs> you I was like oh I hate everything I think uh like Super Bowl or like like she came and performed at something and people are like this new like this new artist have you heard of Miss Yelly and I was like yeah she came out like <laughs>
0: <laughs> man listen. yeah yeah well and just even like you you watch the echoes and of course all popular music like works in echoes it's just how it is so uh but you look at the stuff that she did specifically you see I see specifically again with in like Nikki and then Nikki turning into Megan Sally and like all that kind of stuff just starts to reverberate with me and I I think a lot of that started in that late 90s like like we're talking about Hype Williams super cartoonish Timbaland produced uh those wild ass beats and just like you know just it's I love that I love that time of, of rap and I'm glad that like rap is starting to become fun again in some ways you know
1: yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, but then I, like, but you can lean in on somebody like a like an like Andre is my favorite. Like, mm. yeah, like Andre Three Thousand. You just like, it's it's tapestry. It's like it's play is just like how like how much can I like play with your imagination with this? Just like by literally just combining these words and such. Like I think of like he has a feature on um on James Blake album. Sure, and like he literally just starts breaking down elements like and you don't even realize it. he's just like going from gold to nickel to a little, and you're just like oh 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 and you're just like oh you're talking about like natural resources and you're talking you're just like oh man. Right. And it's like i love i mean like words like words is just like something that i like i really really gravitate to and especially it's like when you just like play with them um and i think like just as a kid who like english is not my first language like poetry was like my way in like it was just my like my way of like understanding the world beyond this like binary of like this is what this thing is. When it's just, like, but what else could it be? It's like the sky is blue, but like how many shades of blue depending sure, on yeah. what day and like and where you're at and stuff. Like it's just like how can we like continue just like expanding on that? It's like, and I just like love lyricists that do that. I mean, I mean Busta Rhymes, like like we talked about earlier. Yep. it's like you know, it's like how many words can I fit in this? Because this is like it's a it's a game, and I just I love that. It's just like this is a game. I mean, very much mm-hmm. as you're saying, it's like, I think that's where the fun is. Like, it's like, oh, we're playing with the form again. Like that's right, what right, we're right. doing, you know, instead of just like, we have to like all copy each other because this is what makes us on duckets. And so like nine different albums come out and everybody sounds the same. And you're just like, nah, man, it's like, be yourself. And like play around with it. It's just, yeah.
0: I'm with you. Yeah. I'm absolutely with you. Hey, where'd you grow up, man?
1: Uh, I grew up in Miami. Uh, so but I grew, you, you grew up
0: speaking French. Is that right?
1: What uh, was Haitian his language? Creole.
0: Haitian Creole. Creole, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, like, I learned, like, I learned English like watching television, like yeah. as a as a, as a kid. Like, we just like we would sit around and just like watch movies. Like to this day, my grandmother doesn't speak English, but like can quote full movies. My grandmother can quote "Coming to America," <laughs> "Doubt," "Fire." Uh, at one point, "Major Pain," which was hilarious.
0: Damon um, Damon Wayans.
1: We, yeah, yeah, man. yeah yeah but I think what but what was so funny about it is like my grandma, like we grew up like super like like super christian like super Christian, yeah yeah but to hear my grandmother, who's just like this woman who's like who like has a cot at the church pretty much, like quoting these movies, and one of her favorite movies was actually Beetlejuice don't ask me <laughs> like I know like I, I know like I've like talked, but like hearing my <laughs> my grandmother all four five, all four foot eleven of her say um nice fucking motto burp, burp, was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world to me. But it, because it's just like, she could, like, she didn't know what she was, because if she knew what right, she was saying, right. like she would not be repeating. But I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is genius. Like, this is where, <laughs> this is where language barrier can be fun. This is where, like, it can be kind of nice. But yeah, but I grew up in, um, but I grew up in Miami and in Boston. We, like, we bounced back and forth. My aunt uh, lived in Boston. So we spent some years up there
0: some very different places, a lot of this, there's a disparate situation between Miami and Boston, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's- <laughs> um, but it's odd because like th- me back then would like go back in a heartbeat because I like i moved there for like middle school beginning of high school and then we moved back down to Miami, but like that's where I fell in love with sports. Sure. Like I yeah. was like, I'm like one of the, like, I'm one of the few men in my, uh, one of the very few men in my family. And so like sports was just really not a thing until so, like I started getting into like middle school, high school, um, and hang, you know, hanging out with the other dudes. and you know. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that was when I was in Boston. And so like that town, that to me, I was like, that's, that's the thing that allows you to like t- cross over all those lines, all those, like all that history of like homogeny and everything. And, you know, s- uh, purposely segregating self and such it's like you talk sports and we're all new englanders like that's that yeah 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 it's like yeah we're there <laughs> and so uh and so like i think about my experience out there like i actually had a really great time when i was out there but i think it was specifically because of how i entered the conversation there sure um, sure whereas like the conversation in miami is just like we're all from one of the islands just south of here. That's why we're all here. We're Ecuadorian, Brazilian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Asian, Puerto Rican, Dominican. You're just like, we're all, we're all here. Um, and like, and that was it way to enter the conversation while I was living there. But now you're, those, those spaces are very different spaces than yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the sports thing is weird. Like in Boston, it's kind of similar, it's similar in some ways to Chicago, but like even in, in Boston, I have a friend of mine from, from Providence and he, uh, is the most hardcore left-wing, down for the cause, arrested every every other week for the sake of protest. Like, he's that guy, right? He's the organizer, the, the dude who reg- – like, even before it was cool on social media, like, back in the yeah. early aughts, he was the dude who was getting arrested for protest because he was just down for the cause, left-wing, the whole deal, right? Uh, but he never misses a Patriots game, ever, 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 because, like, that's what it was. He grew up with his dad, and he and – he, he and his dad didn't always see eye to eye on a lot of things, but they always can talk Patriots. So like the Pats game every single Sunday is what he has to do. I'm like, you know, that's the NFL and like Robert Kraft. And he's like, yeah, what am I, I this is the thing. Like I, this is the exception I make. So yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that. What did you yeah, feel? In- oh, I was sorry, gonna I say
1: what, what I find so interesting about that is like, to me, I don't hear the the link doesn't sound like the Patriots to me. The link sounds like his father. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is, uh, well, I, mean, I, I know I'm stating a very obvious thing, but, like, <laughs> but I was like, but actually, that's actually what stands out to me. It's just like, this is a thing that continues to link me. Um, and actually, that's actually pretty dope because I, I mean, it literally is something that is wrapped in like all kinds of like having to navigate around that conversation because the NFL is so...
0: Yes, so they, they
1: they make those those issues nice and nuanced for you. You're just like, I just I just want to watch some some men take out aggression on each other in this game of chess played with human bodies. But
0: yeah, I mean, I wasn't a not I was not an athletic kid. I was way into um, I was, you know, a guitar player had long hair. I wanted to do all that bit of business, uh, you know, liberal, the whole thing. But my dad uh, was my dad was a, is a big Bears fan and he would take me to the bar every Sunday to watch a game with him. Right. So when I was in high school. Like when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, like that was the only time that we got along was when I was at the bar with him or in the car with him on the way to the bar. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, and I would hang out with his friends, all the bear fans and stuff. And like, I really learned how to like communicate with adults and all that sort of stuff. So I kind of came out of the gate a little bit, but just were it not for that, that, that sports connection, you know, with your dad, like you have to have that thing that you can bond over. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. Did you grow up like, was there a, did you have a, a strong male role model in your house and all that bit?
1: none no zero like i was um my uh, my mother and my father split like pretty early on uh i probably was like around like two or two or three at, at the oldest um and then my grandfather like passed away when i was seven and like mm-hmm. those were the only two men that were around so like i grew up with literally nothing but women sure. like all my cousins All my, like i just like it and so it was great because uh, the great part about it is it's like Being that, like, Haitians, like, very patriarchal society. Um, And so it's just like, but, like, so being the only man was just, like, this thing. And I was terribly spoiled, which drove my sister mad. (laughs) Um, And and it is why she, like, tried to, like, bludgeon and kill me at every point that she got. We've gotten a lot better now. Um, Much, much better. Um, But she, but there were no, because there were no men around, I, I, I took on that mantle. So even as a, like, really, really young kid, Like, I wasn't allowed in the kitchen to cook, like, because, you know, men don't cook. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just, like, not allowed to do anything about me. But it's, uh, the unfortunate part is it's like, that kind of put me in this place of, like, arrested development for quite some time. Because I'm just, like, I didn't just, like, learn how to, like, I I was literally not learning how to take care of myself. And then, like, I went off to college, and I was like, my sister was, like, he's going to die out there. (laughs) What is he going to (laughs) do? She's, like, I don't know what he's going to do. So...
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm one generation removed from, uh, that Italian immigrant culture thing. So hmm. like the, the idea that like, if you're the, if you're the first male or the only male in the family, which I was just like one male per generation. And there were a lot of, lot of Italians that came out and even, even American, Italian Americans that like never learned how to cook for themselves, never learned how to like iron their own shirts, like never learned any of that stuff. And <laughs> it's just that, that perpetuating of the, uh, that for lack of a better term, patriarchal society of like, I got to find a wife who can do this stuff because I can't teach myself how to do these things is, is Mm it's just like, we're only a generation away from that mentality being the dominant mentality in in the country, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's just like, what do you do? It's like, how do you, how do you unlearn the thing that is like still continuously reinforced? Cause like, for like, for those of us who are so lucky enough to have like that family and have that closeness, it's like, you can go off and just like, Oh yeah. When I'm like, in my own space, I am this person, and everything like that. As soon as you're back in that environment, you regress back to that person. Like you, Good. like you, yep. you, like you just watch your, like you watch yourself kind of become this kid again, and you're just like, oh, Ugh. and, and like, and you say something, and you're like, oh, oh, and it's like this is not in alignment with who I believe myself to be anymore. But in this space, it just makes sense, and it's real. so easy to fall back into it. Like,
0: yeah, man. no, that's that's real. Do you do you notice that when um have you had any issues with uh, with family and that sort of thing, and regressing into family, like in the modern era? Like the last few years has been a lot of it's been tough in a lot of families, and I won't get into my own stuff, but like it's been tough in a lot of families. Has that been an issue for you?
1: Not as m- well. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> situation. Like if we can, if if I can be so. Yeah, honest. No, let's do um, it. Let's do it. Um, so my mom passed away when I was sixteen, hmm. um, and so it was that was like. Like, what really brought me and my sister really close together was like my mom passing, and my sister was, well, at this point, 20. Uh, so, my sister was 24 years old, had a five year old, and now had to raise a 16 year old and take care of my grandmother. Wow. And, and so, what became very clear to me was just like, I need to be as independent as possible because I can't add another thing to this person like it just became very clear yeah. and that was also unfortunately the part where my family just kind of split my mother was like the peacekeeper of the family and as soon as you know as soon as the peacekeeper is gone like all like all the family secrets that just like we kind of like we've been kind of yeah. cool about it, and it's just like ripped open and but and there's nobody that's interested in really trying to fix it or trying to cure or trying to listen or trying to do any of those things so I have been it's been really easy for me to navigate around family things because my family at since I was like sixteen has been whittled down to like me, my sister, my niece, and now like my nephew and my grandmother on occasion. Um, because it's just like a whole faction of my family I just like I don't vibe with. Um because in a moment where it became clear to them that I had nothing to offer them. They had nothing for me. Huh. Um and so it was like and granted, that may not have been the thinking, but like I could only go off of your actions or your inactions in this of case. Course, and you're just course. like, the fact like, that like my mom's funeral was like the last time that I spoke to like almost all of them. And that was, shoot, that was, that's almost 20 years ago. Now it's 18 years ago. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I think I'd feel really odd right now if like one of them tried to reach out to me. Um, Cause I'm just like, I don't know what I'd say to you. Like, we don't know who each other are anymore. Like, truly. Like, I've literally yeah, lived yeah. more than half my, like, more than half, it's been more than half my life that I haven't seen you converse with you. And what do we even begin, you know?
0: I feel that. I absolutely feel that. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of families are in are in that position where, you know, things are starting to Of course, as people grow, right? As you have your own kids or you marry or you move or whatever it is, like families start to separate over time. But I've noticed just in speaking with people in the last few years, like there's been a lot of familial separation, a lot of like grief that people are carrying around because they're not able to, really see eye to eye and vibe with a lot of the people they're related to and and a lot of folks have just kind of been like all right and if if trump had to be the linchpin that did that and i don't mean to really get into this but like if trump had to be the linchpin for a lot of people that did that separated families just like you know what i'm not i'm not going to deal with this like if you're going to support trump i'm not coming home for christmas or whatever it is like i think it's it's caused some rifts that may take some time to repair or never repair you know
1: yeah, actually I'd love to uh, expand on that a little bit and sure. kind of bring it back something we were talking about with this regression. It's like how much of that is uh because because so many of us have left the spaces in which we like grew up in and everything like that, like how much of that do you think is like, well, I no longer fit with the vibe of this environment that y'all decided to stay in that I purposely chose to get out of and expand and grow? Like like how much like how much of that do you think is just like we just we just grew out of necessity, obviously, by being in different environments. It's like, we just grew up and just saw different things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like not being able to like, convey what those things mean. Because unfortunately we also un- like talk about too many things in this like binary of like, this is a good experience, this is a bad experience. It's just like, no, it's just like, I have my life over here, you have your life over here. It's like, and we both have to navigate what is necessary for us to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So how much of that? Yeah. How much of that do you think is just like just not even growing Mm -hmm. apart? It's just like growing in different. It's like two same flowers growing in different pots, essentially.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, I have noticed that too. Like, yeah, without taking it too far apart. Like, for here's a good example. Like my two sisters and I grew up obviously with the same references because we grew up in the same house, uh, but we didn't always like we weren't always really close. You know, we spent some time together. We never we when we were little kids we fought like crazy because little kids fight. But you know, um we weren't always super close, but in the last few years, uh, we've started to realize that we not only um, get along and enjoy each other, but like, we're actually starting to align a lot politically, artistically, et cetera. Like we're actually starting to all make sense with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was always the lone liberal outspoken artist type in the whole family, right? The whole extended family. Like I was the one and, and I'm, I'm, admittedly I'm like the worst version of myself when I'm around my family because I regress into like being a petulant 13 year old immediately. That's what I do. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't love it, but I just know that that's a thing. Um, but as we spend time together and as we get older, like I'm realizing that my sisters and I, now that we're all in our thirties, we all get along differently and we all kind of have the same, um, I guess social and political bent a bit so that now we're kind of like a unit and the rest of the family kind of orbits that, which is weird. Like we don't necessarily, I don't know. And I haven't had a, we don't, you know, it, we have this rule in, the, in in my family where, or that, you know, my father imposed it. Like we don't talk, we don't talk religion. We don't talk politics. You go to church every Sunday, but you don't talk about religion. Um, you always vote, but you don't talk about politics. Right. It's just one of those things. So, um, and like, I'm not trying to badmouth my father at all, but like, it's just, yeah. It was a thing where we, we didn't ever get to like talk about that kind of stuff. I didn't understand what was going on in the world. I didn't understand different viewpoints. I didn't understand what was happening inside the political landscape because we didn't ever talk about that in the house because we weren't allowed to. Even to this day, if it comes up as a bunch of adults sitting around a table, if anything political comes up, like it gets shut down immediately. Um, wow. So, so we've connected by kind of like, stealing off from the group and being like all right did you see this thing on the news like whispering quietly in the garage (laughs) to each other you know um and and we've actually bonded over that so it's it's kind of cool but you know i i understand that like religion and politics separates families but like it also not talking about it you know in my case has separated us as well
1: yeah i mean because it it's it's a publicly it's like a public secret because it's just like we know by not speaking about it i mean despite the fact that we don't name it it's like we're in the space together. Something comes up that is even like just politically adjacent sure. and the energy shifts. And it's mm-hmm. like, who like who shifts in one way, who shifts in another right there? I'm just like, that's the whole conversation. We don't have to say any words, but like yep. we all know where we're at in this moment just by this one thing that happened and what our response is to it. Um, so yeah, it is a, yeah, it's like a public secret like that is being kept in the space. And it's just like, ugh. I, but families, like families just have a very unique way of like, of of needing or there, I find that there are individuals within units and family or whatever other relationships of like needing, like, what is the price of like peace? Like, what is mm. peace of mind? Mm. I've learned that like, in order for me to have peace of mind, these are the two things that's going, that are going to disrupt it. I know that this has the ability to keep me uninformed out of the loop or X, Y, and Z, but like. To me my peace of mind is worth more than informing myself um whether it be whether it be affirmation or information you know whether it is completely in alignment with what i'm thinking or something that that completely challenges my worldview. i don't even i don't want it to entertain any of that because what what i've been told and i think this is something for an older um uh, that the older generation has, I, I find, holds on to more than, like, our, our, our generation. I would say our generation because, I mean, we're, yeah, about, both we're about our. age. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, like, I think it's, it, it is something that is in complete alignment with this idea of, like, American dream. It's just, like, I work really hard. I retire. I do these things. I have, at the end of the day, I get this peace. That's, mm. like, that's the goal. The goal mm. of it is, just like, to be content, to have this peace where we're just, like, well, we do not know we don't know when the heck we're actually gonna be able to retire. <laughs> we don't know if that's ever gonna be a thing. I'm in this like I like I was so like yep. into my thirties and everything was supposed to settle down and like I find myself more turbulent than ever. Like yep, yep. I don't wanna be out here with these young people, just yep, like yep. yeah, I'm about this life. I'm just like, but the way my knees are set up, you do this market, <laughs> and I'll be over here and like I'll, I'll send you this bail money because I'm making a little bit more money than you are. Because yep, I yep. know because you and cause I was in my twenties like ten years ago, but like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> no it is I'm, the, i feel that i feel that but it's that and i think but i think that's a generational thing I, like, maybe yeah, what does that mean maybe yeah.
0: but i feel i mean i feel you on the on the deal like especially now right with the with the tumultuous and i'm, I'm going somewhere with this i promise but like with the tumultuous <laughs> way that the, that the, that this world is and the country is like just unfathomably weird right now um i i do find myself i feel i felt sort of feeling really guilty about not going to protest because I I don't do well in big crowds. I don't do well around cops and I have uh, a natural inclination to get violent about things. And I don't like that about myself. And I don't want to go to jail. Right. Um, So these are things I'm aware of. So every time I would like skip a protest or skip a March or whatever it is, I would just like send 25 bucks to the Chicago bond fund. Like I would just, you know, like as a thing and I go, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a grown man. Now I can just, I, I can do other things besides just be mad and hold a sign, you know? yeah were you about yeah, it, were you about it though like did, were you in all the all the marches all the protests et cetera?
1: not all of them um i found myself watching more one i was um i, I had great concern about about health and it, like, it, it's like it's hmm. like it's something that i wrestled with so much because i'm just like i know the people who are out there in these protests everyone's gonna have masks we all gonna be like it's just like we're going to but it's like I could not shake this idea of like, I'm going to be out there surrounded by all these people Word, who yeah. I'm just like, I was like, yo, it's like, there's a pandemic happening. Now, granted, I pushed, I pushed through that like two or three times I went out there. Cause I'm just like, I have to be out here um, because like, that is how I want to show up. But it really, this this time around, because like I was out there like, you know, luckily with like Christiana and them and like the Let Us Be Collective, Word, yeah. like yeah. back in like, uh, you know, back like four years ago, we're just like, we out there, we like, I mean, that was that was four years ago, like five years ago at this point.
0: Yeah, because like, let us, uh, let us be,
1: Mike,
0: would have been Mike. Brown, been the, like,
1: Mike Brown, yeah,
0: yeah. So it would have been
1: 2015. 2015, So five, that's five years ago, man. That's um, yeah, we, yeah. Black Lives Matter is uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah, July thirteenth, twenty thirteen. Uh, 2013, so Sounds yeah, right, that's yeah. um, but it is. I I myself uh having to get comfortable with like. I'm gonna send this. I'm gonna send this money over because I got this money. So like, I'm fortunate that yeah. I can do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I wanted to be at all of them, and I actually, I found myself. A lot of people were just like when they were trying to find out information about it. They're like, Greg, which protest? Should I go down. They're like, okay, cool. I'll direct you to this one and everything like that. If you need to you in contact with this person, um, because it was primarily my my wide identified friends who are like, Yo, did you know that the state of the world? And I was like. <laughs> I was like, Greg, I was like, Greg. I was like, I was like, this person is coming to you and trusting you to guide them and put them in the right place. They're not right. asking you to do any of the emotional labor or anything. They're actively seeking to do their own work. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, let me put you in contact with it. <laughs> like, but it it, it genuinely yeah, took that. a moment to up. well, it's because it's like <laughs> it's like um i think about that that freaking meme with the dog sitting in the room with their rooms on fire and it's like yeah everything's everything's fine Yeah, fine yeah it's like it's like like, y'all don't realize that y'all have been those people for so long yeah like so long like you're like you're noticing the fire in the room and i'm like i've been looking for a fire extinguisher like that's Mm. rad Hmm. and so i'm just like But I'm like, but but I have to, like, in order for people to like run out of this burning building, like they have to first acknowledge that the building is on fire. So I'm like, yeah, cool, like respect where people are in the process. Like, cool. You know, like I really want to go down to Louisville like this.
0: That's a trip. Like, I mean, literally, that's that's a big like that's a that's a pilgrimage at some sort, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's But I want. But it's like but I really, really wanted to. So I was just like send the money don't go down there because like i had very much like I'm just like i have an inclination to and I, I well i just get the feeling i'm just like i'm gonna get down there and i'm like i'm here i'm upset let's you just like and you're like no it's like it's like yeah. very much like going into a community so it's just, like i'm here to help and you're just like then you literally become the problem and I'm, right, like, right, i was like i was always i was always really worried about that um Especially like going down to Louisville And then like bringing it back to like these protests That you asked me about in particular here There are moments That I felt and I apologize if this sounds ages I'm just like Mm. I felt like I was too old to be out
0: there I I understand that I feel that
1: Yeah I was just like oh I was like I I understand what you're talking about Because like I purposely keep myself knowledgeable About these things because I work with young people So I'm just Mm -hmm. like I have to like be You know I I work with high schoolers and I work with college students It's like yeah, now nah, I'm like, this needs to be, this is y'all, and, and, I'm, and I find myself going, how do y'all need me to show up, like, I, and it's so odd to be in a space where you're, like, oh, I'm, I'm no longer, like, the, the the person who's out here leading and everything, I got my Black Lives Matter gear on, and I'm it's and <laughs> and just, like, and they're, like, nah, it's, like, yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter, like, that was the beginning of the conversation, and I was, like, black lives matter it's like yeah yeah but it's like also like black trans lives matter black and you're just like sure like yeah. oh yeah i'm with that i'm like well, there's like like the conversation has and i was like oh i was like this is the part where i need to shut the fuck up and just like listen and yeah like oh yeah but, it, but like jw man that crept up on me quick man like i feel like that that crept up on me real quick like, I know.
0: I mean, I stopped working with youth uh, about three years ago, and not in not like intentionally. It just kind of worked out that way. But I stopped working with youth every day, or, or every other day, or once a week, or whatever it is. And I feel like I'm on a completely different plane. Like I'm just completely out of touch.
1: Yeah, man. Well, it's like, what do we have meetings online, man? And they don't invite us to those meetings, you know? <laughs> like, it's like I feel like there's like secret codes and messages like being sent through TikToks, man. And I'm like, I can't. I as an as a thirty-something person, like I can't download TikTok. I can't do it.
0: I just yeah, can't I, do I, know, it. I know, I know. <laughs> I, f- I feel that, dude. I feel that. Um, I also so. have been like after um, after uh, uh, the situation with our <clears throat> with Trayvon Martin. Uh, there was like I remember there was a moment a lot, a, among a bunch of folks at a bunch of young people at, at, at Young Chicago Authors, the YCA. Like that whole crew, mm-hmm. were just kind of like, all right, if you're look, if you're if you're if you're uh, over twenty five and you're white, like we don't need you in this room, and you can just leave. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not bashing that. I'm just going like. Yep. I'm clearly like on a different thing. So I can only help where I can help, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm but I think what I'm grateful for is like I didn't do the oh, they don't want me here. Fine. I'm just gonna leave this conversation completely because I'm just like, nah, there's there's still stuff. I, I still have something to provide. Of course. It's just may not it's just like you gotta check that ego and be like, you're not gonna be able to provide in the way that you want to. Right. Um and a part of like and I'm like and a part of it is connected, having to admit to yourself like part of it is like you can't be, You ain't going to be in these photo ops, you know, to like show the world how woke you is. And it just like, all right, cool. It was like, yeah, just make sure you're continuing doing, you're continuously doing this for the right reason. It's like, all right, cool, man. I was like, I got your bail money. Like I, I got yeah, like, it's yeah. like, it's like, that's, I mean, that's how I show up. But.
0: Cause really yeah. like we try to talk about something bigger, but like you really don't have shit to prove to anybody, but yourself. Really? Like if you feel good in your heart with what you've done and what you're doing, then you've done it. Like, it's, it's real easy to be like, I understand, I want to be in the photo op, I want to write a post too, I want to be tagged in the whatever, but like, it's just, yeah. you know, if, if I, I'm at this point now where I'm old enough that I go, if I feel comfortable and confident in what I'm doing and what I'm achieving and the energy that I'm putting toward what I need to put or what I where I need to put it, um, I feel good about it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I can make peace.
1: Yeah, but we're, in a, but, we're, but we're in such a space of like hyper surveillance. And I'm not just talking yeah. about like, I'm not I'm talking about like government entities, like watching us which yeah we know government is watching yeah. us uh you know they're listening I it. there's a van yeah, yeah I love it well they don't they don't gotta listen us they don't even gotta try man Self, put like, my face on like, it right yeah I literally just like I was like oh I don't know how they know all this information about me let me shop on my phone for all these things and like open Use my, my phone face. my face you know you're like <laughs> <laughs> but then and then you're like they're trying to put chips in us. It's like they don't need to put the chip no. like, you you bought the chip for like for two thousand dollars and put it in your pocket so that like, you could,
0: some- yeah so that you could ride an uber and stuff like so you could yeah. get a ride you turn the location on they know where you are <laughs> yeah, because so you like- want to be able to find where the good fries are in the neighborhood or whatever right yeah
1: <laughs> but it's just like but with that with the hyper surveillance is like what it has also become is like we are constantly watching each other yeah and so it's just like these like these entities don't even have to like watch us really because it's just like we're watching each other, we're watching each other, critiquing each other, like snitching on each other, like all those, like all those things are happening without like any kind of entity being like, yo, do it this way. I mean, yes, there may be a nudge here and there, but like ultimately, like we are the ones who are constantly like watching what other people are doing and then like essentially like trying to forge our lives or model our life after the people that were like, oh, I like what it is that you're doing. I'm just going to follow you. But it's like, how do you do that version of what somebody else is doing in your own way? But it's like, that is, that nuance is not part of the conversation. We're just too busy trying to be like, you're living better than I am or you're not doing as well as I am. And Like that is the binary I live in. And like, that's how I'm going to navigate through the world. And it's, yeah, it's just kind of sad. Um, and I think it's something that's also been, that's all right. I, 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 I no, 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 I'm, like, I'm following me as I ping pong. Um, I'm about, I'm about to bring COVID into the room. So uh Sorry, um, but like I, I was having no, cause I had a conversation with, um, actually yesterday, I had a friend with a, friend, uh, a conversation with a friend yesterday uh, speaking about like where we're kind of at and like loneliness is the thing that just like kept on coming up. Um, and I think that's, I mean, it, in those moments, like connecting back to the protests, I like, that's what the protests were like. So like, cause I'm like, we're all in this together because for a while, like, I don't feel connected to anything. Like, I don't give a dang how many Zoom meetings I have a day is it's just like, I'm still looking at people through a glow box, man, like that's, and it's like, that can't, that like that being my only form of connection is like, ugh. And so it's like, this time is kind of like really exacerbated, it's, it hasn't like created new problems, it's just kind of exacerbated all this stuff that's been there, that's been so easy to avoid. Um, why did I bring that up? Why did I bring oh, that but it,
0: up? But it's a salient. You- <laughs>
1: it's a good yeah. point
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no i oh, yes. noticed it, i noticed it a lot with myself um in you know I, my, i'm fortunate that i have a partner and then we live together and everything's good we get along everything's cool uh we drive each other a little nuts because we've been together every day for like seven months you know or whatever it is but overall like It's very, very strong. Um, And she's an introvert. Like she needs to talk to people. She talks to people on Zoom all day through her job. She works from home, you know, whatever it is. So she talks to people all day, but then she still wants to talk to me. And I'm just like, didn't you get enough? And she's like, uh, no, I certainly did not get enough. I still need to like be around people and be touched and stuff. And I'm the weirdo that like can live in a closet for two weeks at a time and like come out just to, you know, (laughs) just to eat, uh, just to get water and go back in, you know, so I'm a little weird, but like I, I, but then there's a point to this. When I started doing uh, this show again live in studio, and I know you know situation is what it is, but I when I can, I try to get people in the room with me, even though we sit on opposite sides of the room and opposite sides of the booth, and like we're not touching each other. Like there's something about being in the room and just mm-hmm. looking across and just having a conversation. And you and I, you know, are connecting obviously, but like to be able to be in the room with each other is just it feels different. Like everything about it feels different, and like it it just it tickles your brain in a different kind of way.
1: Yeah, it feels like everything's like this. Di- there when one is in a room with somebody else like i feel like there's an opportunity for a plethora of conversations to be happening sure. simultaneously whereas it's like i feel like this this way of connecting distills it down to like only one thing like we're right, only right. having one conversation and and i think that's probably why it also feels so exhausting it's like our brains are just so used to like taking in so many things at a time and like when you're in a place where you're like i can only focus on one thing at a time you're just like uh i, I don't i don't i don't understand. But, this is um yeah yeah yeah. and it's also like probably scrambling my brain and like ruining my eyesight you know (laughs) (laughs) at least right yeah Uh,
0: hey can we can we shift gears just a little bit I want to talk about of course because we're kind of in this ballpark um I let's just go straight into it so you just did this TED talk uh or TEDx or I don't know the difference between the two (laughs) I don't know if there is a difference Um,
1: um think uh national versus international
0: gotcha okay cool It's like so, yeah
1: yeah tedx like tedx is more of a it feels more of like a, a local because like there's tedx denver tedx chicago tedx right like, right, right it's like yeah you
0: know. but i mean but the reach is still there like they still obviously go online they're all over the place so um yeah. so you just recently did this and you did uh a sp- obviously it was a not obviously but it was a spoken word piece you had uh, musicians behind you and it felt a lot like the kind of stuff that i used to produce back in the day which made me a little sad like oh, oh. this is what i used to do um <laughs> uh Uh, but like where, how did that whole thing come about? Did you write it specifically for the TEDx? Like what, has it taken off? Like, can we just take that apart a little bit?
1: Oh, of course. Um, So how, so this goes back a little bit before the TEDx. So um, uh, my friend, Heather, my partner in rhyme, I call her uh, the bird, uh, Roberts, who actually works at uh, YCA. I know Um, Yeah, yeah, Bird, yeah, yeah. Uh, So Bird and I did a uh, a two person show for the St. Louis fringe uh, called Her Story of History. Um, and so like we recorded this two-person show and like headlined the the st louis fringe uh actually she ended up winning like the highest award at the st louis fringe and stuff like that. oh really I, okay. bird, yeah no no bird bird i hit doing the thing real quietly like, well, you, <laughs> yeah you, you, very bird.
0: unassuming right
1: yeah, yeah so unassuming and then she's just like oh by the way i've won like i've won the fringe festival two years in a row and you're like oh okay. bird you gotta let people know <laughs> and, she, and she's like Nah, it's cool. It's fine. Like, I'm put just that shit in your birthday. bio. What are you doing? Yeah, right. but the reason I bring that up is because, um, a friend, uh, a friend that I just understudied the show with, her wife and her, I believe, watched the show, um, and then Shadmi uh, Cruz, uh, who's, I, I can't, I'm, I feel really bad because I can't remember her official title, but like she's the one who kind of puts all of this mm-hmm. together. Um, she was like looking for a poet to just do something. Uh, that was going to be accompanied by violin. Um, and it was going to be playing, it was going to be part of the TEDx event, but it's going to be something that plays like in between speakers, essentially. Um, and then she was just like, you know, like, would you be interested in this? I was like, of course, like, I'll, I'll do this to my friend Allison. I was like, I hit up my friend Allison. I was like, yo, you got this violin. I got this one poem. I'm like, let's do this. We got three minutes. He's like, you know, poets are just like, you got three minutes. Yeah,
0: we, cool. we got all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's a Monday, whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, but I sent Charmin. Her story of history,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so she watched it. And it was um her story. It was like forty minutes long, and she watched it. And then she hit me up, and she's and she's like, uh, like the Monday before we're supposed to record this thing. So like me and my friend Allison are like talking. She like hits me up, and she's like, Do you want to just do the talk? I was like, Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, we like, we're we're. I mean, as artists, we're just like, say yes, and then yes. figure out how to do it afterwards, right? right?
0: right. <laughs> so I was I like, mean, Yeah. Forest gumping my way through life through the artistic world <laughs> for so many years. Like, just show up and be like, "Yeah, I, I yeah, I know how to I know how to write poems. I know how to direct plays. I had no idea, but I just figured it out backwards, you know." But I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Um, no, no, no. But it's I mean, it's it's like so like if anybody gets it, you get it. <laughs> and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll do this." And then I like, hung up the phone with her and went, "What? <laughs> what? 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 Wait, I, like, I have to write something. I have to." And I was like. And, like, I have two weeks. It's still, like, this is, like, two weeks out. And I was, like, oh, oh. And so she's just, like, oh, we're going to have, bring in another violinist. I was just, like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to have another violinist. And I was, like, I got to write something. And then I, I had this idea. I was, like, oh. Like, you just finished doing Her Story of History. Like, you're in a place, that, like, you've written some new stuff. You just, like, like, try them out. Um, actually, it's funny because, like, you've... I think my introduction to you was the first poem that I did probably. The first yeah. Po- yeah. The first poem that I did was, uh, the alphabet poem. And yeah, like, yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that at the, at the green mills. Like that was, but, um, I was like, I want to put these three poems together. I called it like the Pange- I like a Pangea poem. This is like three poems that are just like kind of connected together, essentially to form this it's idea.
0: The- is it a triptych? <laughs>
1: It's like, I wanted to call it Pangea poem. I can't no, you did great. You, did great. you did great. I'm sorry. I'm uh,
0: sorry. Sorry. I got all tea tree on you for a minute. Yeah, you that. just. I fucking uh, ruined it. I'm. Uh, damn it. All right, anyway, so I'm going to edit that out. So just say Pangea poem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Keep it in there. Like you got to, you got to keep me honest. Um, yeah. So I, I, I was like, I'll do this Pangea poem. So I'm like, I'm just put these three poems together. And she's like, cool. Because she's like, yeah, I just want you to do the whole thing in spoken word poetry. And I was like, yeah you think you want that but you actually don't um because it's just like this is going to be overwhelming to the senses because it's like it's three poems it's essentially nine minutes of poem i'm like i ain't Saul willows man i can't break like i ain't got the clout mm. to just like pull out the scroll and just like hit you with a nine minute you know like with the nine ten minute piece like i like <laughs> i'm not that cocky right <laughs> so um and so I was just like, so she was just like, yo, so write things in between, like the transitions between the poems. Um, and the, the topic of it all was humanity in crisis. And uh, the emphasis was on leadership. And I just kept on thinking, what I think, like, leadership, like, what do I think about, like, leadership? What do I think about, like, leadership? And I found every single, woman, every single person that I reached out to to kind of, like, talk to them about what leadership was, was a Black woman. And hmm. I was like oh there goes your answer dude like that's that's where that's who it is like they're you know like funny like bringing it like full circle like telling it was like i was raised by nothing but women i was like of course this makes sense yep you yep. know um like there's something that that people find so emasculating by the idea is like i learned how to be a man from women it's just like oh you know it's like yeah I, yeah I learned how to be a like i learned how to to be a not a shitty human, <laughs> you know, and, and, like, and, like, listen to somebody who doesn't, who doesn't have the same access as me in this society, obviously, um, who, like, who, don't, who, who is not allotted to live a life as fully as they would like to, and so I was just, like, oh, cool, I was, like, yeah, no, this is, this is for black women, and it's, like, because when I think leadership, I think black women, and I was, like, cool, and then, like, I put that together, and, like, the whole rest of the thing, just, like, connected um it was a kind of a weird i would say surreal experience because when you're like I, you would love to think it's like oh this is gonna be something that like millions and millions of people are going to see but mm-hmm. when you're in it as a performer you're just like i'm performing in the room yeah and yeah, because yeah. of like because of covid i'm just like there are 20 people in this room 19 of them i just literally met today because like they're volunteering for this event walking around in like their TEDx shirts and everything like that and so when i did it it felt like what I I went back and watched it only for like once. And I think once will be enough for me. That's enough like, for everybody. Yeah. Right. yeah. I always feel like odd looking at myself. Um, but I found that it felt so intimate and like, cause I was just like, this is 20 people, man. I'm having a conversation with 20 people. Um, and maybe like, it's a it's blissful ignorance thing of this. Like, you know, it's like, no, they're like literally like a th- like they told me like half uh, halfway through the show they're just like you know like a thousand people already have watched this and I'm like, yo, it's oh. a beautiful like, thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. But still, for me, it's like if you ask me about the experience, I was like, I got to have a conversation with twenty people in the room, and yeah, like, yeah. that's that's what it is. And like, and like, that's ultimately that's satiated that that artist part of me where you're just like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I get to be in a room with people. Because, like, yes, it's going to be real great. Like, I'm like, the TEDx will, like, it'll reach the things and hopefully it'll go viral and all that stuff. But I'm like, for me, what I would take away from that is, like, I got to talk in a room with 20 people and, like, people just wanted to listen to what I had to say. And it was real, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's the, the performance is like, yeah it's a play like you like you get it it's like like, the the point is not the poems it's like it's just like how you make people feel like you know you hit hit them with all the words and everything and they're like that was really dope you're like what did i say they're like we don't know but it made me feel great you know (laughs) 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 but like but like i i that's what i love so much about that experience it's not so much like what's going to happen next like what are you going to do with it it's like yeah, man, I got to be in a room of people, Jacob. Like, dude, I,
0: I would do any, just hearing you say, getting to talk to 20 people, like, I, I cannot express to you how, I'm sure, I know you get it, but like, I, every time, just even thinking about it just now, I was hit with this very visceral, like, damn, I miss performing. Like, I know, you know, Green Mill, I'm not there anymore, whatever it is, but like, there was something about, even the worst nights I had at the Green Mill were still Amazing! Like we're still great. Like I just love being on that stage, just looking at people, telling jokes, working that thing, working that high wire act, doing my bit, doing my so, doing my stuff. Like I just miss connecting with that many people in front of me. Like even just teaching, even teaching a workshop, I miss that so much. For ten people, right? About yeah. poems, I don't care about or whatever.
1: You yeah. know. But it's just like, but you, it's love because like you can't. It's it's the undeniability of it. It's just like this thing happened, even if if nobody talks about it when they leave this room. Yeah. They they know it did. Like that that's the undeniable. That's the like tree fell in the woods for 20 people heard it. That's yep. Yep. And so like and for those 20 people, so that tree fell and that poem happened and those words were shared and those feelings were had and like you know or I bombed up there. Like that's <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can't like it happened. And I mean in the moment sometimes it doesn't feel so great. But like yeah in a time where like we are having to resort to literally like connecting to people through glow boxes. Like, yeah, that, that experience will, that one will sit with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's beautiful, man. We got to start, we got to start wrapping up just a little bit, but, um, Oh yeah, of course. No, no, you're doing great. I could talk to you all day. (laughs) That's not always the best thing for radio. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, so, like, what's uh, what's next for you? I know, obviously, you've got you're still teaching. You still have some stuff going on. I who I yeah. knows when theater's going to rebound, but like, do you have any idea if there's if there's stuff on the horizon right now?
1: Oh, yeah, when is theater going to rebound? I don't. I don't know when we're going to be at a place where we feel comfortable with sitting around like two hundred other people in the theater. Man, like that's that's a, that's a reality that I've 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 come to terms with how i've been able to keep my sanity about that is like i'm fortunate as you said like i'm teaching i'm a adjunct faculty at columbia college right now so i'm like teaching theater classes and it's like i like I love it yeah. so it's like i'm connecting with young people um do you, you know marty mcconnell yes oh oh yes i do
0: i've been yeah. a very <laughs> very
1: long time yeah. <laughs> so um uh, marty mcconnell and i actually uh, created um these uh these four anti-racist workshops with the Chicago Poetry Center and we're going to start workshopping oh, cool. that like yeah, yeah we're going to start working, uh, workshopping that um hopefully by the, like this month or like at the end of the month um and so it's like i'm really really excited about like the possibility mm-hmm. that, that the, the possibility like when that's going to happen it's just, like creating and yeah i love learning from marty man that woman is just yo let me,
0: yes, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I, yes I, I could do this for hours. Uh, yeah, I, Yeah, it's amazing. That's exciting. Did, hey, did Jai, this is, we should probably talk about this off air, but did, did Jai talk to you at all about this remount? Did you see Redline back when we did Redline? No. No. So oh, we,
1: wait, no, 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 no. I did. No, no, I did see Redline.
0: You saw Redline, right?
1: At, at, at stage 773, yeah?
0: Correct. That's correct. Yes, That's I, the did. One that I yes,
1: Yeah.
0: I, yes. Jai didn't contact you about this yet? Or Rashad? Nobody reached out to you? Let's talk. Because we're talking about doing a uh, remount. Not a remount, but a reimagining. Remount, a modern update video uh, version of the thing. So we'll yeah. talk about this. We'll talk about this off air. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, the answer is yeah. yes. But, Great. But, yeah, but yeah, so yeah. yeah, so those are the things. Yeah, so those are the... Is that the only things that I'm doing? That's the only things. That I'm oh, doing. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna Before workshops and them kids. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: get Marty on the show. The thing is, I didn't do I because I had it. Poetry became kind of a, a a touchy subject for me for a while, so I didn't. I haven't had poets on, but I've just recently started. You, uh, Emily Rose was on last week, so I'm just starting mm-hmm. to talk to all the poets that I know. Like I've, I've always I've avoided them for so long, so we're gonna start folding <laughs> back in, um, because I'm I'm at a place now where I'm comfortable talking about you know the poetry scene again. Uh, that's a longer thing. That's about me, not about you. Anyway. um, so you got the thing what is the plan question I'm all I'm asking like all the regular questions that I normally do but it's such a different world now because we don't have anything going on we're not going out in the world what was uh, what are you watching on the TVs right now
1: oh um, so I've needed palate cleansers because Uh like I I just finished watching all of (laughs) the good place I don't know why, but I just like really, really love that show. It's it just—it's
0: it's so nice and
1: easy, and yes, it is. Uh, but um, I may destroy you. Uh, Yo, know,
0: I got the first episode <sighs> and just went. This is this is going to be a little deeper than I'm real willing to go today.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I had a mini panic attack after uh-huh. watching the first episode because <laughs> no. I was just, because it didn't like because it hit me real hard at the end. Like, yeah. Oh, that, uh, oh no! What? Well, it's woo. because. I, because in that moment, I had to reckon with what I was, I was just like, she's so responsible. She's yeah, right? she has this deadline. It's like, oh, my God, look at her stumbling out of the bar. She's had too much to train oh. And you're like, and I am that person who literally made a snap judgment. despite And that's the thing. Despite having the information, I still came to that conclusion. And I was just like, right. and didn't even think. It's like, no, the worst thing possible is actually what what happened here. And it was like, yeah. So that uh, Lovecraft Country, I I was going to ask, yeah. I need, I I haven't watched it yet, but I just, it's because I'm just like, I've been, COVID hit and I surprisingly got busier, but I think it's because a lot of the things that I do are transferable to the digital space and there are people who are trying to invite me into things, but proximity was the thing that kept us out. And so, like, I was doing post show facilitations for Denver and, like, in Denver, like, the last couple of weeks. And, like, you're just like, it's, like sure. Like, yeah. loving, like, lovingly, like, people are inviting me into conversations. Like, I'm talking to people down in, like, Tampa, Florida, like, at my alma mater. Like, it's just like, so people are inviting me in for that. Um, yeah. And space has completely eliminated that. But, like, all this to say, I haven't been, like, watching, watching the shows as much as I want. But what I am starting is I'm going to jump into season two of The Boys.
0: Yeah. I haven't, so saw- made- I think I'm going to start it tonight.
1: have you watched
0: season one i saw season one yeah i think i'm gonna start season two tonight (laughs) i'm ready to get into it i'm ready to get into it
1: i don't know if i (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if i am that's like it's odd it it is so interesting because i'm like a huge like marvel head and everything but i love but i love more and more just like this humanizing of this like what heroes are and just like yeah it's like we create heroes and because, like, now nah, that's the premise—is it's just like, like, no, like no, these people aren't just mutants or anything of that nature. Oh, my God! I realize I'm giving stuff away right now. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. On my part. You're doing okay. Um, you're that, doing
0: okay. You've done uh, enough. You're good. You're good. You—I don't think you've given—I uh, don't think you've given away anything that you couldn't uh, you couldn't take from the trailer. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. For the trailer, but it's just like, but we make—it's almost like we make heroes, but it makes me think about in a landscape we're living in. Is just like, well, we also create the villains. Of course we do. Yeah. And then we and then, you know, there are those who create infrastructures around those people to help to continue to buoy those people. But it's like but we also do the same things for the heroes. It's because it's like we're they're not we're not looking at them as people, we're looking at them as ideas. And that is why would they ultimately heroes or villains fail. It's because no one can actually live up to an idea. An idea is like an everlasting mm-hmm. infinite thing. Whereas like humans can only be so much. And so it's like yeah, and and we are like the constant, the the constant variable that changes all the damn time is like humans, like nature. like that's how it goes. Like mm-hmm. some something dies, it decomposes, go back into the ground. Growth happens. Like it's all in cycles, and like and we come along and we're thinking like, oh, we're real, it's we're real, real simple. Like we're just like we're just part of this cyclical thing, and we're just like, but I'm gonna veer this way. I want to break this cycle. I want to. <laughs> we're just like uh, we 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 ruined everything.
0: So um. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a good. Yeah. I mean, it's a good place to leave it. I will say though that yeah. uh, if you haven't seen the new season of Fargo, you should check that out too.
1: Oh no, I have to. Oh shoot! Thank you for saying it's, that. It's I, real I, good. I have friends on the show, so I'm just like, yeah, I, I do too. To like, I have <laughs> yeah. to like support them. Yeah, because they shot that. At... Yeah. It, it's yeah, man. There's oh, no, nothing bananas. There's nothing more like proudy. Just like eh.
0: everybody I know, everybody yeah, I know it's, is on
1: TV. It's Every- like, spin up. How about that man a taco man man. look at him
0: it always happens and that's the best that's i mean that's one of the things about coming from the city that we're coming in and obviously working in the in the venues and the scenes that we work in is like i can't watch tv without every other commercial being like i know that dude i know that guy you know or whatever it is just how it is um regardless i'm glad i know you and i'm glad that we were able to talk today man
1: yeah definitely man. thank you so much for having me and, i appreciate uh, you well,
0: I appreciate you and uh, this will go up and, and everything. If you're listening in the future, in the future, uh, I will put the in the in the podcast, I will put the, the link to the TEDx in uh, in that description. So if you want to check it out yourself, uh, you could see Greg do his thing. Uh, anything else you want to plug last minute?
1: Take care of yourselves. That would yeah. be the only thing I would plug. is just like this is we're about to this next month is going to be like whatever the results of this election are the november and december 2020 is it's going to go out in a very odd way man we yes, just sir. There, are, there are so many uncertainties and so I'm just like be proactive about taking care of yourself cuz like like we we thought we saw it nah nope nah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep terrifying thoughts from gregory <laughs> Um, uh terrifying thoughts <laughs> <laughs> terrific but,
1: le- but levity will save us all man
0: levity will save us all <laughs> all right man uh, i'm gonna let you go thank you all for being here today thank you for listening greg of course thanks for sitting in and uh you and i will definitely talk back channel about this uh, about this other project
1: heck yeah
0: heck yeah man all right be good dude wow.